it's awesome. I, I truly feel that if you're on a motorcycle, first of all, you're open up and there's a vulnerability there that I think other people appreciate. So you're more likely to get into situations that are enjoyable, talking with people, getting invited into homes, you know, striking up conversations in parking lots that you just wouldn't if you're in a car. Episode 23, Motorcycle Touring with Justin Bradshaw and Butler Maps. This is the Adventure Sports Podcast, brought to you by 180TAC. Get out there and have some fun. Welcome to the Adventure Sports Podcast. Today we're talking with Justin Bradshaw from Butler Maps out of Eagle, Colorado. Justin co-founded Butler Maps in 2009, and he's here today to talk about his two-wheeled adventures while mapping some phenomenal motorcycle routes around the United States. Justin, welcome to the show. Thanks for having me. So Justin, you're here to talk about motorcycle touring. Can you take a few minutes to tell our listeners about yourself and your connection to motorcycle touring? Sure. Yeah. Well, I... Have been in Colorado most of my life and kind of grew up in a motorcycle family. My dad uh, is in his 70s now and still rides really hard. My two older brothers both raced at a professional level. They're older than me when I was growing up. Um, so, yeah, I grew up on the motocross tracks. And when I was 15, actually, is when I got my first real motorcycle road bike. It was a Yamaha FZR. And uh, I kind of did didn't ride dirt bikes for a whole long time, like 10 years. I got my road bike and just started touring, did trips with my, with my dad and my uncles and, uh, eventually got into to road racing. And, and nowadays I do pretty much everything, adventure riding, road racing, trails, uh, touring on my, you know, Ducati Multistrada, 990 Adventure, even on baggers and all sorts of fun stuff. So yeah, it, it's, cliche to say with literally anything with two wheels I'm, I'm out doing it yeah i can relate to that it's uh you don't you don't end up motorcycling typically and end up in just one aspect of it you get sucked into the other ones as well that's true and you end up needing a real big garage yeah <laughs> <laughs> i can relate to that one too so why would you encourage people to get into motorcycle touring well it's it's literally my job to do this. I've been really, really fortunate, uh, and I could not ask for a cooler thing to do. And I've ridden all over the world on a motorcycle, <clears throat> and a lot here in the States over the last five to seven years doing this stuff with Butler. And uh, I can honestly say that there's no better way to get into the nooks and crannies of places and really experience uh, anywhere you go. You know, as, as part of this gig, we're looking for the best roads. We're into the you know the tiny ins and outs and the back roads and we end up in towns that are nowhere close to interstates you know and it's it's real americana it's awesome i i truly feel that if you're on a motorcycle first of all you're open up and there's a vulnerability there that i think other people appreciate so you're more likely to get into situations um you know that are that are enjoyable talking with people getting invited into homes you know, striking up conversations in parking lots that you just wouldn't if you're in a car. So, you know, that vulnerability is is one thing for sure that you can't deny. And then, of course, 
you know, the feeling of riding a motorcycle on its own is, is, uh, is why so many people get in it to, for the first place. But, uh, yeah, I think those two things together make it pretty addicting. Yeah, I agree. I mean, being on a motorcycle, it, it, it makes you so much more approachable by people. If you're riding, riding through in a car or, you know, even a large group of people, you don't, people don't swing by and, and start to talk to you, but, just, uh, you know, just this weekend riding back up from Austin, the GP races, you know, time and time again, it was just my riding buddy and I coming up from the, uh, yesterday and, uh, just time and time again, people approach you and just start, you know, start up a conversation and they wouldn't do that if I was just pulling up to the gas pump in a car. It's a, it's a great way to go about it. Yep. Couldn't agree more. So how about a story of your most amazing experience that got you into motorcycle riding. Often we start as kids on little mini bikes. Some of us start in our later years. How did you get going? Well, I did get going early, really, really early. And um, I was actually, like I mentioned, in the dirt. And I was fortunate enough to, when I was a really young kid, I grew up in Texas. And um, there's a famous motocross racer, a lot of guys listening might recognize the name Kent Howerton from the seventies, but he was a, he was a champ back then. And, uh, in early eighties. And that's where I learned to ride was at his ranch, uh, in South Texas. So, you know, I was kind of around really awesome, passionate, fast guys since I was young and it, it just kind of stuck. And then, like I mentioned, my, my dad, I think the same story for everybody, but it's usually our parents to get him into it. Uh, or, or keep them out of it until they're they're 18. Um, right. But in my case, yeah, my my whole family was just just nutso about bikes, and now my kids are too. So it's it's great. I can't imagine, you know, anything being more passionate for us. And as far as you know, an individual one point in time, you know, I, it goes so far back. I was literally three, but uh, you know, along the way, there's there's definitely some keystone moments where you just think, man, this is, this is just so cool. And, you know, in, in Colorado, I actually grew up outside of Eagle near Vail. And, you know, when I was in high school, my parents were lucky enough to let me save up, buy my motorcycle and ride it to high school. And for whatever reason, they let me do it before I was 16. So, you know, you get a driver's license to, or a, you know, a preliminary license or whatever they call it to drive when you're 15 with your parents and then you get, you know, to drive on your own when you're 16, but you can't do that on a motorcycle. So I had my, I had my road license before I could even drive. And my parents were cool enough to let me drive to school. So I felt pretty cool. I was the only one that got to drive to high school on a motorcycle. Um, and then, you know, turning it into a career and going racing before that, all, all of it kind of adds up to, you know, a lot of kind of pinnacle moments. Yeah, that's a that's a great way to start. I think that anybody, you know, if they're thinking about getting into motorcycles or the kids might get into motorcycles at some point, I always tell them, get into the dirt, get your kids geared up and put them in the dirt and make them make them realize what it's like to lay a bike down, um, you know, and how that bike handles on various terrains before they get out on the street, you know, because the street, you know, can be a dangerous place if you've not experienced motorcycle riding before getting there. Absolutely. And the dirt is, like you mentioned, fantastic for practicing, you know, bike skills, throttle control, clutch control, standing on the pegs, you know, all of the things that make you a better street rider, you can learn. And they're moving around, you know, it's just inherent in riding in the dirt that you're going to be sliding the back end around, you're going to be pushing the front, 
Um, you're going to be using the rear brake and all of those things tra translate into being a better and safer street rider or, you know, tourer in that case. So yeah, even if, even if you didn't start there, I recommend going back there and, you know, just getting down with the basics. It helps a lot. Yeah, that's a good point. Yeah, it doesn't mean you have to, uh, to start there to ride at all. If you're a, if you're a street rider, go you know, even rent a bike, dirt bike, and go feel what it's like to to lose that front end and have it wash out, mm -hmm. or you know, take a digger. So, how about a story about a time when things didn't go right? How did you manage that situation? What advice might you have uh, for our listeners based on that experience? Gone right on a motorcycle? Oh man, they haven't gone right a bunch of times. <laughs> Fortunately, on the road, I've never I've never had an accident. You know, with my license plate on. Um, that's, that's not the case with, uh, with being on the, the road racetrack by a long stretch or on a dirt bike. But, uh, you know, a few years ago I rode around the world, um, on a KTM 990 and, and I was in Mongolia of all places. And you talk about things going wrong. It's really hard for things to get right. I was, excuse me, I wasn't in quite in Mongolia yet, I was on the other side of the border in Russia, and I was just trying to get into Mongolia. And, um, you know, we take a lot of things for granted here in the States, like just being able to move around freely on a motorcycle or otherwise and pretty much go wherever you want, you know, pop into Mexico, go over to Canada, whatever you want. It's not like that quite so much in Russia. They really keep an eye on you. And moving in and out, especially as a foreigner, really needs to happen at certain borders, and it's hard to understand which borders that is appropriate. And... Long story short, I ended up, uh, you know, with like an extra over 1,000 miles, 1,500 miles of riding and, and almost a week and lots of sleeping in the desert along the border between Russia and Mongolia before I found a border that would let me through. You know, at the time, you're trying to accomplish things and get places, and it's the pain in the butt when you get turned down like that and you really have to problem solve and, and work through things. And in the end, I look back and go, Thank God stuff like that happened because, you know, I was taking my time anyway. And when you get through things like that, especially when there's foreign language barriers and, you know, kind of um, places that, you know, you shouldn't be. And there's, you know, trouble you could get into if you're not careful. And when you get through it, um, definitely better off in the end. And I've, I've actually applied that. And on that trip, that wasn't the only thing. It was uh, a hassle and took a lot of uh, figuring out. But in the end, it's a good lesson for anything because now I feel like I can do anything. I feel like, crap, if I can ride my bike around the world and figure out how to not get killed in Russia and Mongolia, I can figure anything out. And, uh, you know, I apply that all over now. Yeah, that's a good point. I mean, those are the moments you struggle with while it's happening and you're really kind of cussing things up and down. But the reality is if those, like you said, if those moments don't happen, the adventure isn't quite there. You know, if if you can just skate through these countries and get through the border crossings quickly and easily, then, you know, what, what fun is that? You know, in the long run, you get to tell the tales about the, the, uh, the funny stuff, the interesting stuff that happened and, and that you made through. And I think you make a good point about using that for, for future life benefits and, and really understanding that you can cope with those situations and, and come through sure. you know, on, on the other side. Absolutely. And in motorcycles, you know, you're, um, 
it's risky for several reasons that, you know, everybody talks about, but, uh, you know, flat tires and engines breaking and mechanical issues, that stuff is just, it's not a matter of, uh, of if, but when. So, you know, the more you ride, the more chance you have of having a flat tire or having, you know, something go wrong with your fuel injection in the middle of nowhere, you got to figure it out. And, you know, you might be off your plan by a couple of days because you had to hitchhike somewhere or you had to, you know, get a ride to the next town and ship a part in and go, you know, problem solve, figure it out. So it, I don't think that, um, that that lesson is exclusive to being abroad by any means. Now, what I've watched and heard is that, you know, over there, you know, in all those countries, every country around the world, uh, one of the most surprising things is how helpful people are out there. You know, the people that have the least are the ones that, that dive in and help you fix a flat or, you know, repair your you know, something that broke on your engine and transmission and whatnot. Did you experience any of that? Yeah, I've been to almost 50 countries and every single one of them, same story. I, I, mean, I have... Um, I have not run into a country where the people were not just exceptionally grateful and willing to help. And yep, it's, it's very much true. And money is there's there's no relationship to money in that equation. There's uh they're just genuine people all over the world. And, uh, if you need help, you're, you're likely to find it if you put yourself out there and, you know, ask for it. Flight One is your number one source for skydiving introduction and certification. As the leading provider of canopy coaching and instruction in the sport of skydiving, Flight One works with canopy pilots of all experience levels around the globe. Whether you are a first-time jumper or a more experienced enthusiast looking to advance your hobby, Flight One can team you up with an expert instructor no matter where you're located. Visit www.flight-one.com to start your adventure today. Wild Playa Element Parks are where adults, teens, and kids can go for their adrenaline rush. With parks located in British Columbia and Alberta, Canada, your family can experience the excitement of a zip line, aerial adventure courses, and even bungee jumping at the Nanaimo, British Columbia location. Call 888-595-2251 and mention the Adventure Sports Podcast to get the Fearless Fans group rate. Again, that's 888-595-2251. You can also visit Wild Play on the web at www.wildplay.com. Hi, this is Alan Carl, a world rider. You're listening to the Adventure Sports Podcast. So you found a way to get paid to make money uh, by doing some That's of the, making the some poop. assumptions, Travis. <laughs> <laughs> well, you're, you're trying at least, right? <laughs> <laughs> no, we're doing all right. Yeah. So you found a way to uh, to employ yourself. How's that? Mm-hmm. Um, by riding motorcycles and finding these these awesome routes across our states in this country. Uh, these are the backcountry discovery routes, um, but. Butler Maps is the company who actually maps these routes out and uh, makes those maps available for the public. Let's get into uh, Butler Maps a little bit. I'm obviously aware of it. Uh, I have seen a few of the the backcountry discovery routes that you guys have assisted with and mapped, and of course, you know, see your maps all over the place in the in the motorcycle shops. 
So tell us about Butler Maps. Yeah. So I started it with a friend of mine, um, 2009. There was actually, we have two other partners now, well, three, uh, as of actually just this year. Um, so there's four of us in total now, but, uh, a friend of mine and another gentleman actually had the idea previous to me when I got back from my round the world trip, they told me about it and I said, well, I think I can help with that. It was just a good transition period for all of us. Um, it was a horrible, horrible time to start a business in, in 2008 and 2009, right. even worse to start one in the motorcycle industry. But we just figured, you know, if we can, if we can get through it, we might come out on the other side. All right. And more importantly, we saw an opportunity because, uh, whether you're the most experienced road tour out there and you've ridden your whole life or you're just getting into it, uh, there's roads out there that you don't know. There's, there's people who claim they think they know everything. They don't. And we've, we've put more miles in, um, than anybody as a company, hundreds and hundreds and hundreds and hundreds of thousands worth. And we still don't know everything. So what we realized is, you know, outside of Colorado where we're real familiar, we, it's really hard to find information about where to go. You know, I, I want to go to Utah, right? I want to go to Wyoming. I want to go to Oregon, wherever it is. It's like, well, how do you, how do you figure out where to go? Which roads are good? And the dissemination of information is tricky. You know, you can ask your friends and you can, you know, stop at a 7-Eleven. You can spend hours upon hours digging around blogs and forums and you might come up with some things and eventually you'll end up at the, you know, the killer stuff that's on everybody's bucket list, but it's a pain in the butt to get there most of the time. Uh, arriving at the information, I mean. So uh, the the solution we we found was let's go ride all the roads, let's categorize them, let's uh, organize them, and then let's give them to people so they don't have to guess. So when you open up a Butler map, it's super simple. We actually have a, a patent on this, incredibly. Um, but we, we highlight roads with three colors, orange, red, and gold. And my pitch it shows and stuff is that it, it basically means good, better, and best. So orange is a good road, red is a better road, and the the ones in gold on our maps are those epic, incredible, you know, Independence Path, Beartooth, um, those types of of experiences that you just can't miss. So, yeah, our, our job is to ride around the states and find those gold roads. And we end up riding everything and uh, finding all those orange and red ones in between as well. So, you know, I think we found a pretty unique solution and we've able been able to turn a business out of it. And people seem to really like what we do. And encourage it and of course it's fun so we're pretty excited yeah you guys put out an awesome product and if anybody out there has not uh, stopped by butlermaps.com and checked out these maps and all of the interactive material that you have on that site you got to do it uh, any writer out there that that is is doing the same thing that you just described you're going on to google maps and you're you're trying to look for the squiggly lines and how they connect up with each other uh, Butler Maps puts these all out, you know, like uh, like Justin said, in in various uh, levels of of greatness. Uh, puts these on the site and just lets you lets you build a ride based on what they've already mapped out. The maps are priced well. I mean, your maps are typically about fifteen dollars. Um, cover the whole state, and you have maps for street riding and for dirt riding, uh, both. Uh, it's just a, it's a cool way to go about it. And let's not forget about the, you know, all of the interactive stuff on the site. You guys have built an app for iOS and for Android too, I believe. Um, 
that allows you to do that on the fly as well as uh, download maps to your phone too. So definitely Correct. something worth checking out. Yep, Riding Social is that site, and uh, that's that's a work in progress for us. That's a you know coming from the print world, we saw a big opportunity there as well, and everybody's asking for the stuff digitally, and so that's our solution. Um, but it's it's been out you know eight or so months now, and uh, a lot of work to be going that. But we're actually um, I haven't said this out loud to anybody on any press yet, but we're about to relaunch that thing into something much bigger. Um, so stay, stay tuned for that. We'll be making some pretty big announcements in the motorcycle industry in about two or three weeks. So riding social will evolve into something, uh, that's a lot, a lot bigger, a lot better, but All right on. I can't wait. Backbones. Yeah. You know, pl- plan rides, track rides, view, view the Butler map stuff for recommendations and then. Uh, a whole lot more right well good i have to I have to watch for that i need to pick up your idaho and your uh montana maps we're planning a, a ride out there this august and uh i need to put some routes together up there for a, a multi-day yeah. trip so there's some you really don't want to miss really 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 and actually we have a new idaho map coming next month so it's perfect okay perfect excellent but st joe river road and lolo pass are two of my favorite in the country actually and they're uh oh my god endless twisties really 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 fantastic and they kind of head from east to west or west to east um and cross into montana in northern idaho so perfect well i'll have to put those on a list my father comes out from florida flatland florida with all the straight roads to oh, uh, man, to rent a bike mind. out here every year <laughs> those roads will blow his mind for sure excellent well that's our next stop so tell us a little bit more about uh, backcountry discovery routes. Now, Butler is teamed with backcountry discovery routes with some other companies, um, but Butler is a company that actually maps them, and you guys issue specific maps to the discovery routes. I've ridden the Colorado backcountry discovery route on uh, an old KLR. I did mm-hmm. gypsum to the northern border. I haven't done the, the southern section yet. Um, but what? I mean, these are awesome routes. Tell us a little bit about that. Yeah, so a little different concept. You know, the, the maps I described earlier, you can buy them in state by state. We have some regional maps as well. Uh, and those are more focused on the paved roads. We also have some recommended dirt roads, but it's more of a comprehensive, you know, bigger trip map uh, with all the roads paved. Um, the backcountry discovery routes is completely different. And to be honest, everybody involved were extremely overwhelmed and excited about how well it's going but it's uh it's a nonprofit, and we are in partnership with some folks at tour tech usa um and we have some great industry sponsors like climb that uh that help put these together but the idea is to get folks off the pavement and experience a state uh with as much off-road as possible so we use uh national forest roads these are you know, some are kind of wide graded gravel, some are narrow two tracks. There's no single track. They're built for large adventure bikes. So the GS, the KTM 990, uh, the new V-Strom, the KLR bikes in that category. And, uh, yeah, it, it started, uh, with the guys at Tour Tech and has evolved into something much bigger and much, uh, you know, reaches beyond Butler and beyond Tour Tech. And uh, our latest one was Idaho, and we're lucky enough to have the state of Idaho tourism as a supporting partner in it. So they've been, um, you know, spreading the word. 
we make a DVD, we make a map, we make free GPS tracks. So if you go to backcountrydiscoveryroutes.com, you'll see you'll see the projects that we've done currently, which include Washington, Utah, Arizona, Colorado, and then the latest one is Idaho. So we do one of these a year. Like I said, we publish the GPS tracks for free. So anybody can go online and download a GPX file, put it into your Garmin or eventually into our smartphone app and go ride it. You can buy the Butler map uh, as a supplement for 15 bucks. They're waterproof, tearproof. And, uh, and then there's a whole bunch of other supporting, you know, information that goes into to making people feel comfortable about getting off road and exploring. So it's fun. It's, been, it's been really, really a, uh, a great project to be involved with. And it's a, and it's a nonprofit. So, you know, uh, for instance, next week, actually, we're coming up, we're doing a, uh, a fundraiser, a BDR fundraiser in south of Moab near LaSalle. So, you know, you can pay a few hundred bucks and come ride with us and the other board members and industry people and talk about, you know, the goals of the organization and all the money goes back into supporting the organization, which really helps us, uh, you know, build the routes and scout the routes and you know, organ build the website and organize the GPX files and help with support when people call with questions. Uh, all all of this stuff is uh, is a lot of work and it's uh, it's certainly more than Butler Maps to make it happen. So uh, and we couldn't do it without without the support of sponsors and without the support of, uh, of BDR members. So folks can pitch ten bucks, they can pitch a hundred bucks, and know that it's going to helping keep adventure roads accessible to the riding community. I mean, that, that's what it boils down to for us is keeping stuff open. Yeah. I didn't realize it was a nonprofit. So yeah, definitely. Uh, if, if folks are interested in coming in and, and donating for that or checking out the, uh, the Moab ride, uh, go to backcountrydiscoveryroutes.com and, yep. uh, and take care of that. Um, yeah, I've seen the, I've seen a few of the videos, the DVDs, and there's nothing better to get you ramped up for for your summer of uh adventure riding than watching one of these dvds you can buy the dvds you can rent uh rent some of them i think on amazon um but if you own the thing then you can pull it up and and watch it repeatedly but that's that's an awesome way to get amped up yeah i'm glad you say that because that you know the from from colorado the ski people will will recognize the name warren miller but you know in the ski industry Warren Miller's done this thing that's just incredible. And you get so psyched with ski movies, ski porn, we call it up here. And every year right. in, the fall, in the fall, you know, they, they book out um, theaters and, and cool, funky places all over the country. Um, but they show a film and they have an MC and there's stuff to give away and they're supporting the ski industry and they're just getting people stoked for the winter. And that's what we're trying to do with the BDR. So, you know, we have a full length documentary and we start showing those at dealerships and theaters around the country in January, you know, amping up towards the adventure riding season, which, you know, in a lot of parts of the country starts like right about now. Um, right. So one project a year, just like Warren Miller does. And, uh, and then all the supporting assets around it to do exactly what you said. Just, just get people excited. Yeah. I love it. Yeah. We get all stoked up about the, the BDR films and the, why we ride and the, uh, on any Sunday, you know, everything that comes out. And I always assimilate, uh, or associate that with the Warren Miller flicks. It's, it gives you the same thing, you know, being a skier, snowboarder myself, it's, it does the same thing. It gets you pumped up, get down to Denver and watch the, watch the film with all the other skiers and snowboarders and, 
it's a riot. So yeah, yep. I need to, I need to start taking advantage of some of the, uh, the showings of the, the BDR routes as well. Yep. Yep. Keep your eye open. I, I don't know if we have any left to be honest The the website will, will tell you, we have a, um, an incredible manager of the BDRs. Now her name is Ina and she's in, in, uh, in Seattle and we couldn't do it without her, but she manages all that stuff and, you know, gets the sponsors lined up and, and all these video premieres. And so I'm not the one to talk to you to keep a, keep a pulse on the schedule, but we might have a few left, uh, remaining somewhere in the country to be, to be seen. So. Okay. Yeah. I, and, uh, hopefully other, others will visit backcountrydiscoveryroutes.com and check out the schedule, see if we can't pick something up. Hey guys, if you want to help the Adventure Sports Podcast continue to grow, do us a favor and leave us a review on iTunes as well as subscribe. And while you're at it, take a few minutes to visit our website at adventuresportspodcast.com and leave us some feedback in the comments area below the podcast episodes. And as always, thanks for being a listener and helping us make a great show for you. This episode of the Adventure Sports Podcast is brought to you by 180tech.com. 180tech manufactures premier backpacking and emergency products. Whether you need a backpacking stove for your week-long trek on the trail or an emergency stove for your bug-out bag, we have the tools you need. Visit www.180tack.com. What about any discounts or promotions as far as Butler Maps goes? Anything our, our listeners can can visit the site to take advantage of? Sure. Absolutely. Yeah. Let's um I'll put a, a coupon code. Uh it'll be podcast and we'll just get twenty percent off of anything in the store. So we'll put that up. Uh I'll do that when we're we're done the interview here. And while folks are listening, they can log on and type in podcast at checkout and it'll knock twenty percent off. Awesome. We really appreciate that. And sure. I, I, I seriously from from the, the bottom of my heart, uh folks, go visit um butlermaps.com and check these things out if you haven't seen them they're awesome i mean i i'm a a tech nerd myself i like to have my phone up front when i'm doing a sport touring route um but you know as we experienced this last week you know this past weekend with all the rain you can only have that device out there you know while while it's sunny and to have a waterproof map on you especially when you're off in the in the back country itself is a is critical to have that. And you guys have great maps for a great cost. So if you're, af- if you're offering another 20% off, that's a, that's a phenomenal offer. Appreciate that. Sure. We're happy to do it. We just want people to get out and explore and feel comfortable doing it and not miss any of the good roads. Oh my God. You know, there's so many ways to get from, from places. And if you just type it into Google, they're going to, they're going to point you on the interstate at best. They'll get you off the interstate on the secondary roads, but you know, they won't tell you which ones are better than others. So we just want people out there having fun. Yeah. I want something more than the, uh, the, what the Subaru can travel a little, exactly, exactly. <laughs> a little more technical. So how would you say, uh, motorcycle touring and, or Butler maps is a benefit to society as a whole? Oh, geez. I could get existential. I hope we're changing the world, <laughs> but no, you know, um, Honestly, it's, uh, we have so much passion with what we do. I mean, we, we honestly love it and we love it because of motorcycling. We love it because of the people we get involved with, we love it because of our customers and the people, 
you know, that, that come by our shop and see us at events and, and, um, really, really, really appreciate what we do. And that keeps us ticking every day because, you know, if we wanted to make a ton of money, we'd go into banking, but we're, we're here to, you know, to contribute to, to the sport and to date, no one's really taking the time and effort. And it's a massive undertaking both in time and finances to, to do what we do. We, we honestly don't take any shortcuts. We're, we're out there mapping roads and recording. We built an app that no one in the world will see except four people in our company to go record stuff and organize data. Um, and it's been a massive undertaking. And honestly, at the end of the day, if people just have a better time riding their motorcycle or their trip was just a little bit better because they looked down at our map or in our app and said, oh, I didn't know that road was there. Um, then, you know, I think it just perpetuates. It gets people riding more. It gets people, you know, getting into the the small places of our country that could really use some support. You know, when you go on a backcountry discovery route and stop at a gas station, uh, we've gotten some feedback from folks that said they're open because motorcyclists are going through there because we put a backcountry discovery route through there which is really humbling, but, uh, you know, there, there's these small places that are, would go out of business otherwise, cause the interstate is gone through somewhere else or people are moving out of small towns and into the cities. So, you know, it's, it's those small things for us that, that keep us ticking. And, you know, we, we know we're not changing the world, but we do hope to make motorcycle a little more fun. And, uh, you know, if people have an outlet like motorcycling to, to get out of their daily grind, then maybe in a way it does make things better. In an, in an existential right. way. Yeah, it is cool to to hear the the little stories about the the mom and pops that are able to stay open because of that bringing that tourism in. We're off the beaten path. That's uh, that's great news. It is. It is. You know, a lot of people take time off to to do these these road tours or these dirt tours, and you you hate to to set yourself up on a route and then do it and have a lot of fun, but then you get back and you find out that there was a phenomenal road that you should have hit, you know, <laughs> yep. and if you just, just had that map in your hands and had incorporated that into your route, you know, that you, you, you took some precious vacation time off to hit, then, uh, it can make a, a world of difference. Yeah. You nailed it, man. That's totally the problem. Most people don't have, you know, weeks and weeks and weeks or months or years like us to go find all these things. So, um, or nor do they have the time to, you know, spend every evening for months browsing around the internet trying to patch the pieces together so we we do all that which we like oh yeah no that's awesome yeah i mean life family that stuff all gets in the way of uh of mm-hmm. trying to plan the the most magical trip you can i understand <laughs> sure does <laughs> sure does so the last question to wrap up the show how about a uh, comical story that that we might uh, leave our listeners with to to have a laugh about um, <laughs> I, you know, there's quite a, f- quite a few, honestly, uh, I'll tell one quick one. We were in San Francisco, my business partner, Court and I, um, Court's a, I can say this because I'm married to a woman Court's a good looking fella and he, <laughs> <laughs> hopefully he'll listen to this and he'll laugh. Why well, we joke all the time, but something happened. I don't even remember the circumstance that came up, but we ended up in downtown San Francisco with one motorcycle and another motorcycle on this on in South base, like San Jose somewhere that we had to get to. Oh um, man, that's the so, worst nightmare, isn't it? Yeah. You know, <laughs> two, two dudes, one motorcycle cutting through traffic, all that sort of stuff. And you know, there's all the, 
um, <laughs> the into Locals. windows. Yeah, the windows <laughs> that go all along with that. But we're sitting at a stoplight, and I had a we had, I had my camping bag on the back, full of camping stuff, a, a waterproof dry bag, and quartz leaning up against it. And neither of us have riding gear. We're totally ill prepared for this situation. We're sitting at a stoplight, and people are honking at us. And one guy rolls us down and goes, you guys are on fire. And I'm thinking, oh, my God, this is it's San Francisco. Certainly there's two guys <laughs> riding on motorcycles all the time around here. And another guy rolls down and he goes, no, man, you're really on fire. And my back had caught fire on the back of the bike and just oh. melted to the ground. All my camping gear, uh, my sleeping bag, everything, toast, ruined my exhaust at the same time, dripped plastic all over everything it was a mess but uh that's great <laughs> we have a we have a good laugh about that nowadays <laughs> both of us riding on the bike that'll teach you to ride pillion with another guy no kidding right <laughs> that's awesome right on justin well i appreciate you taking the time out to uh to tell us about yourself and about butler maps and backcountry discovery routes i hope everybody learned uh learned a few tidbits there and i encourage everybody to get over to butlermaps.com and check out your products thanks i'll appreciate the time all right and take care thanks Travis.